Welcome to the Road to Health podcast, a podcast series focused on real Rhode Islanders who are making a difference in the health and wellness of communities across our state. Each episode will take you inside a health topic that affects Rhode Islanders with the hope of informing and empowering you to navigate the confusing but vitally important role of healthcare in your life. Please welcome this week's host, Carolyn Belisle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. My name is Carolyn Belial. I'm the Managing Director of Community Relations here at Blue Cross, and I'll be serving as your host today. At the heart of Blue Cross's mission is our philanthropy, which is why for the past 18 years, we have been proudly presenting the Blue Angel Community Health Grants to organizations who seek to help and improve the health and quality of life for all Rhode Island residents. Since the inception of the Blue Angel Community Health Grant Program back in 2002, Blue Cross has donated more than $3.8 million to local nonprofits, which has impacted more than 300,000 Rhode Island lives. In this episode, we will be chatting with one of the recipients of our 2019 Blue Angel Community Health Grant Program, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center in Newport, Rhode Island. Founded in 1922 and renamed honoring Dr. King in 1968, the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center is a social service provider for at-risk individuals, families, and seniors in particular. An independent not-for-profit organization, the MLK Community Center fights hunger, promotes health, educates young and school-aged kids, supports families, and engages seniors all across Newport County. This year, with a $25,000 Blue Angel Community Health Grant, the MLK Community Center will expand its current wellness programming for up to nearly 2,000 children and their families. Joining me today to talk about the mission of the MLK Junior Community Center and their wellness programming is Heather Strout, Executive Director of the Center. Welcome to the podcast, Heather. Thank you so much, Carolyn, and I'm so grateful to be here at Blue Cross. Well, we're so glad you could join us today, and I'm really excited to be able to have a conversation with you about all things that your organization is doing each and every day, and then spend some time specifically talking about the amazing programming that we've been able to fund, actually not just this year, but in years previously as well. So why don't you just start by telling us a little bit of the history of the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center and really uh, bring to life your mission statement. Sure. So the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center, as Carolyn said, was founded in 1922. So we are about to celebrate our 100th anniversary in just a couple of years, which is a very exciting time for the center. The center, just like Newport County, has evolved over time. And we've seen a lot of changes in the community. And we continue to change with the community. And we hope to always meet the needs of the people that we serve. Um, The center has three main components. The first one is hunger services. So we have a whole bunch of different programs that involve hunger services. We have education programs, which include a preschool, after school, and summer camp program. And then we support families and seniors through a variety of community programs, such as health and wellness activities and dinners and things that get people together and support them socially. Excellent. Well, um, where can relate to you relative to your to your roadmap heading into your 100th anniversary? Because this year specifically is Blue Cross's 80th anniversary. So we we recognize the um, the milestone and the the um, 
all that it takes to be an organization that has sustained and evolved over such a long period of um, time here in the state. So obviously you touched upon your mission and all the programs and services and really the population that you're serving and the evolving needs of the communities. Um, what does an average day look like for you? If you were able to give us a, a soundbite or two about what uh, a day in the life of you and your team would look like at the center. Absolutely. So whenever I meet people out in the community and they ask about the center, I always respond by saying you have to come see for yourself because you really can't get a feel for what we do over this podcast or even over our website or any brochure that I can give to you. But to come actually see what we do is what I welcome anyone listening to this podcast to do. Um, But the day starts very, very early in the morning. We open our doors at 6.45 a.m. where we receive our first preschool students. And those students get dropped off that early because we have all working parents in our preschool. And we want to make sure that we are available for anyone that has to work a 7 o'clock shift. Then that is immediately followed by our breakfast program, which begins at 7.30 in the morning, where we serve a healthy breakfast to anyone in the community who needs breakfast. Many people come to that program because they're hungry. Others come because they need that social support. After our breakfast program ends, we often have our food pantry opening almost immediately. The food pantry is a place that anyone in the community who needs our help can come receive healthy food. And at the same time that that's happening, our case manager is on staff to meet with people who need other services that either the MLK can provide or other organizations within the community can provide that we can give them information about. Our preschool is running all day. Our after-school program begins right after school, where children are transported from Pell Elementary School in Newport to the center. And then in the summer, our summer camp is running all day. During all of that time, we also have our doors open. People can come in and receive any type of support that they need whether it be us giving them information or us providing lunch during our senior lunch and learn. Vegetable distribution days happen on Thursdays, so that's something where our doors are open for anybody that would like fresh vegetables. Then we also have dinners throughout the month that are open to people in the community that need food and that just need to be supported by their neighbors. Wow. So I can attest to your initial commentary about to really understand a day in the life, you have to be there to experience it. I've had the great fortune to come visit the center on numerous occasions, and um, it is a vibrant, bustling place full of activity uh, with lots of people um, seeking and receiving whatever support or service it is that they need. Um, And I think one thing that impresses me about that is really how the center is a, a it's a trusted resource within the community. I mean, you can tell that um, staff know uh, neighbors by name, neighbors know staff by name, and I think that's a that's a testament to the relationships you've built really within the community. Let's take a quick break for healthcare basics. Each episode, we take a minute to shed light on common healthcare terms you may encounter. This episode's healthcare basics topic is preventive care. Preventive care is the term that covers all the steps you and your doctor take to help you stay healthy, even when you feel well. Examples of preventive care measures are your annual checkup, maintaining a healthy and balanced lifestyle, staying up to date with immunizations and boosters, 
and scheduling screenings that can help find a health problem early, such as a mammogram or colonoscopy. So it's clear that you do a lot there. Um, We, as I had mentioned before, feel really fortunate to play a small role in some of that work um, by providing funding support through our Blue Angel Community Health Grant Program. And actually, this 2019 not being our first year, we, we have somewhat of a long history specifically to providing funding support for the wellness programming that you touched upon. And uh, we know the criticality of uh, leveraging your trust within the community to be those um, advisors and ambassadors for people's overall um, well-being. And so it would be great if you could elaborate a little bit on some of the programming, specifically that grant funding has been able to um, expand and further and really bring to more residents that you're serving at the center. Absolutely. So in all of our programs, we have the health and wellness of our clients entwined throughout. Um, We have a registered dietitian on staff, and she is remarkable at forming relationships with our clients, starting from food pantry clients that she offers her supports to shop with them to help them learn how to read labels, make healthier choices, help them with recipe ideas. And during those shops, she also introduces them to her one-on-one nutrition counseling, which Blue Cross has helped provide the funding for. We have some amazing success stories from her one-on-one nutritional counseling. Uh, There's one client that I can think of specifically who came to her with really no idea on what eating healthy means and how that affects everything that you do. And that client has lost very recently about 40 pounds. And because of that, Almost everything about her has changed, just her whole demeanor and the way she sees life. And she's really setting and reaching goals beyond her weight loss, but health goals and just being able to be more successful in all that she does. And that's what we think about in everything that we do at the center, which is why Blue Cross supporting us is such a perfect match. Um, Our food pantry, we believe in nutritious choices. So we recently started serving roadie fresh milk rather than the boxed milk that we had in, in years past. We buy fresh produce, even when it's not able to be provided for us by the Rhode Island Community Food Bank, who is a wonderful supporter of the center, but there's not always enough. So we are able to purchase fresh vegetables to make sure we always have those in stock for our clients. Our Live Fit Nutrition and Cooking class, which happens twice a week with our registered dietitian, is another way that Blue Cross helps support our community by teaching people how to cook healthy on a budget. And again, it's about relationship building. And our dietitian has built an amazing relationship with the people who regularly attend this class. And there are success stories throughout of significant lifestyle changes that have happened because of this funding. It's really clearly core to your your mission and sort of you know, how you really work to build that trust is putting the health and well-being of your clients um, really core and center to the to all of the ways that you're supporting. You know, this uh, 2019 Blue Angel Community Health Grant year was focused on our efforts to um, help all Rhode Island children uh, aspire to a healthy weight and really uh, to Uh, implement and institute those healthy behaviors at the youngest of ages. Um, So around our efforts with uh, a healthy weight for the next generation, this 
um, robust programming that you're offering to all that you serve in the center does have a, a really hyper focus on your youngest neighbors. And was wondering if you could give us a little bit of a, a glimpse of um, some of the cooking and nutrition education that happens within the preschool, after school, or summer camp programming that you offer. It would make me proud to do that. So I recently attended the Childhood Overweight and Obesity uh, presentation that was provided by Kids Count and supported by Blue Cross. And I left that day feeling pretty overwhelmed by the the data that was you know told to us that day, that 36 to 40% of children in Middletown and Portsmouth, which are the communities that we serve the most clients, are either overweight or obese. And so that makes me realize more than ever how important it is, the work that we do, that we focus on not just recreation activities, which is sometimes what people may think of when they think of an after-school program or a summer camp program, but on making ways of teaching these children how to have fun while learning how to be healthier. So we do provide cooking classes in our after-school program and summer camp program. The children recently filled out a survey on how they feel about those classes so far this year, and the feedback is phenomenal. Um, you know, they talked about how they loved broccoli when it was put in a chicken casserole, even though it was something healthy that they didn't like to eat when it was mixed with other things. Suddenly they liked it. Um, they made veggie lasagna, quesadillas, banana muffins, and things that they wouldn't normally try when they learn how to cook themselves. They suddenly like them, and then they're able to share those recipes, which are simple and healthy, with their families. Also, our Spark Fitness program, which happens throughout all of our education programs, teaches children that exercise can be fun, and they absolutely love this weekly activity that they have. Throughout the summer camp, we have a lot of different activities planned for them that get them outside in the air, running around, being active, because that is the only thing that's going to solve the problem that we have throughout Rhode Island. But really, I'm very concerned about Newport County and how those numbers are being presented. Certainly that data, I was in attendance as well, is it's startling. Um, It's eye-opening. And I think I am hopeful that it will be actionable for us as a state to figure out some solutions um, at the highest level of where we can make change to to really turn the curve on that epidemic. But without question, the work that you're doing to establish healthy habits at the youngest of ages is going to change the trajectory of those numbers because it will set the course um, for this next generation to just to know and understand and to value uh, what it means to eat well and move more um, for a healthier lifestyle overall. And when we make it core to what they know, that it becomes second nature, I think that's when we start to see kind of societal, cultural shifts um, in the right direction for a healthy weight for all kids. So kudos to, to you all for the work that you're doing. I want to pause here to say thanks so much for taking some time to spend with me today to share the great information about everything that happens at the Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Community Center in Newport, Rhode Island. We are fortunate to have your work here in the state to reap the benefit of all that you offer to the residents in your wider community that are being served there. And we're grateful to be able to play a small role um, in some of that work. So thanks for spending time uh, with us today. And thank you to Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island for seeing the importance of this work because it changes all of us for the better. 
That's it for this episode of the Road to Health podcast, brought to you by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. Our producer is Jill Flaxington. Our sound engineer is Mark Sheldon. Production assistance provided by Mason M. For more information on the topics discussed, or to listen to our library of episodes, please visit bcbsri.com. If you'd like to connect with us or have a story to tell, we are at BCBSRI on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Thanks for listening.